Hello and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest is a fun one. It's someone who I have a great pleasure of working with every single day. He is my counterpart on the U.S. side, Dave Connard, president of EXP U.S. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Michael. Man, thanks for having me. I, I love hanging out with you, so we're going to have fun today. This is going to be a lot of fun. We, you know, you and I have banter back and forth, and I think everyone at EXP loves it. And it's sort of like, little do they know, it's like, I love you like a brother. <laughs> I love That's, right. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little, little friendly competition is always good, right? This is always fun because everyone gets into it and it's so great. And, you know, at the end, everyone wins. That's right. That's right. This yeah. is so great. Ultimately, we're rowing in the same direction. That's right. <laughs> Even though it's sort of like, you know, the different seas, but it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, it, it, it makes, it makes, you know, for me anyway, it makes me, uh, you know, work harder and do more and, and that kind of stuff. It gets me more pumped about things when I feel like I've got a little bit of, you know, I like to compete. So, you know, I, I don't like to Likewise, lose. Brother, I love this. this <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun, but let's before we jump so ahead of everything, you know, I have, um, I'm really so incredibly humbled with what's been happening with the podcast. And we're now in like 70 countries. It's crazy. Wow. And so um, before we jump into everything, could you just share with the listeners a little bit about your real estate background? You've had an incredible career. Yeah. Well, you just made me nervous. We've got all these people. We <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak a few languages so we can throw it in there too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've, man, it's funny, just like I think most people, um, almost everyone you talk to that's in real estate didn't start out intending to be in real estate, right? So true, isn't it? We, real estate is such an interesting industry um, and there's so many facets to it and so many different opportunities here. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, you don't find real estate, real estate finds you. Uh, you know, there, there are people, you know, the behavioral styles and, and, and personality types and, and skill sets and that kind of stuff. And it just, I found that it just sort of moves people into this direction where this is just the right fit. And, and people people discover it and go, man, this just feels right. And, and that's sort of how I ended up here. Um, you know, I have an international business degree and a French degree actually as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I that was where I got started, right? Coming out of college, I worked for um, an international telecommunications company and I had the opportunity to grow businesses in uh, 17 different countries and, wow. you know, start startup businesses. I worked with um, uh, governments and multinational corporations, as well as uh, local entrepreneurs throughout uh, all parts of Africa, uh, Europe, uh, South America, you know, et cetera, a bunch of other locations. And, um, and, and that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Um, and was able to kind of cut my teeth on business and, you know, how it all works and, and learn a lot of great lessons. But it was a, you know, crazy, crazy schedule as I was starting to uh, start a family at that point, because you're, you're hopping all over the place and then you're in different time zones and last minute you're on a plane somewhere. And um, so I ended up getting into the new home sales. I, I worked my way through college. I paid for college and, and built houses in the summers and, and had, oh. had one year I had 11 W-2s. Um, oh right? You do everything you got to do to pay the bills and to pay for college and, and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, you know, I went to school at University of Maryland and I, you know, played sports there and I played lacrosse and, um, you know, and worked. I did, you know, kind of do, you do all the stuff. And um, I, man, I loved, I loved houses. So my mom was an interior uh, decorator 
And so, you know, she dragged me through homes and, and design showcases and, and all that kind of stuff as a kid. And I loved it, um, which was probably odd for most kids. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that, that's what kind of got me into the business and I sold houses. And so I got onto the sales side and I did that for a couple of years and then got into, uh, in my um, mid to late uh, 20s, I got into um, the franchising side of things and started uh, operating and then buying and owning franchises. And, uh, and then over the course of time, I, I uh, you know, had ownership in, in a bunch of different franchises all over the mid-Atlantic and we had a pretty good group growing. Um, we were always, you know, in the top 300, uh, you know, brokerages in the United States um, for volume and, and units and um, ended up being a regional director uh, for one of the country's largest uh, real estate franchisers and sold franchises and ran franchises. We had 42 franchises um, that I was in charge of leading with uh, over 7,000 agents. Wow. And uh, so we, we grew that and, and um, had a pretty successful run there. So that's that's kind of been the path in between. I've done a lot of consulting. I've worked with, uh, uh, and I also um, spent a few years working with um, uh, who was at the time the country's largest independent real estate company uh, since 1984. Um, and so I got a chance to work with that company and, and build some professional development and leadership development programs for them. Um, so yeah, a little, little bit of fun along the way. And, uh, and, and, you know, we'll talk maybe I think more later about how I ended up here at EXP, but, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. but that was, that's kind of the path. I love, <laughs> that's, that's an incredible path. And it explains a lot, you know, you're, you're, you're really are an amazing leader and you inspire a lot of folks. Tell me, tell me what, how does that sort of come about? Well, how do you inspire others? Cause you do it so well. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I think there's two things. One is if you're not authentic, um, yeah. you're not going to inspire other people, especially if people can see you, um, you know, if you're out there and people can see what you actually do and you don't, practice what you preach, um, you know, your audience thins out pretty quick, um, right? People are looking for authentic leaders and you have to practice what you preach. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm personally a big believer in personal development and professional development um, and, you know, and serving others. And so that's, I think doing those things, leading by example and being willing to do those things, that's sort of like, don't ask people to do things that you're, you're not willing to do. Um, so I think that's one. The other approach that I always take, what I have found, you know, I spent a lot of years, I spent almost 20 years, you know, on the kind of growth recruiting um, side of things where I was building businesses by attracting, uh, you know, agents from, you know, brand new agents up to highly experienced agents, top agents. And, uh, you know, so I had a lot of conversations. I, I tracked it out one time and did a little bit of math. And I know it was over 4,000 one-on-one conversations with, oh my gosh. with agents, right? So, it was over for, you know, it's, it might've been well over, but I know for sure it was at least 4,000 one-on-one conversations with agents discussing their real estate sales business and what they do. And, and what I found just about kind of human nature, but especially for, for agents is a lot of people had kind of adjusted to go through life what I call oars in the boat, right? Mm-hmm. We start out with all kinds of enthusiasm and big goals and stuff that we want to accomplish and everyone's pumped and I'm getting here. I'm going to make a ton of money. I'm going to help all these people. And, and um, somewhere along the line, it becomes a job, right? I mean, we're attracted to this industry because of the freedom and the flexibility and the oppor- kind of the unlimited opportunity. And people, you know, get excited about that. That fits with our, our personalities and our behavioral styles. 
And then somewhere along the line, we settle into, you know, oh, I've got to make these calls today. I have these appointments today. I have to go, you know, I have to put these things into the MLS. I have to schedule, you know, these, right. And, and we go through that and it starts to be task oriented and we lose that drive and energy and even the vision of where we wanted to go, kind of, you know, forgetting what, why we started in the first place kind of a thing. And um, so one of my favorite things to do is, is really helping to get, understand who people are and what their goals are and to refresh that, to relight that fire in them, to think about where they want to go and who they want to become and, and get them to put their oars back in the water and start paddling furiously to get and believing in themselves again, believing in the opportunity again. And that, you know, that has been kind of my MO. I love that. You know, it, it, it's sort of like on this podcast, many times we start thinking about and talking about remembering the why. Yeah. Why is somebody in here? Why are we doing this? And, you know, I love what you said about the idea of freedom because it really is what, re- what it represents. And right. I think our industry attracts so many people for that. But you're right. In the day-to-day, you forget what that why was. And we have to sort of do that check-in a lot. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, you have to. What was that? Was it was it Zig Ziglar who said the thing about uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like showering. <laughs> you got to do it every day. Motivation. Exactly right. Exactly because it's so easy to get sucked up in life, right? Yep. In yep. the mundane, in the day to day, and it's sort of like, and you start forgetting about where that freedom now traps you. Yeah. Yeah. What we get to do is awesome. It's a really cool. It really is. It's a really cool industry. It's a really cool opportunity. We get to help a lot of people, but sometimes we get caught up in the tasks. Yes, and you know, Dave, you know, you're 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 such a complex and interesting uh, individual, and you and I have gotten um, really close in this in this past. Uh, uh, gosh, it's, it hasn't even been a year, believe it or not. Easy. It feels like forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, you shared a really personal story with uh, with me and I shared some some things with you as well. And it's, you know, and you had a, a serious boating accident and, you know, you had a, a long road of rehabilitation. And it was, I think you said over a year, which is incredible to me. I wonder if you would share with everyone some of the lessons that that experience taught you. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to. Happy to. Yeah. That was, um, you know, there are some defining moments, I think, in your life and uh, some of them good and some of them not so good in, in the occurrence itself. Um, but usually good comes out of them uh, one way or the other. And so definitely some lessons out of that, having a you know, near death um, you know, experience and a, and a long recovery to go through. And, um, you know, there really, there's kind of five key things that I took out of that. You know, one was, you know, I like to help people. Um, I don't necessarily, it's not that I don't like to be helped, but I don't like to ask for it. And I don't like to feel like I need it. <laughs> so I'm pretty fiercely independent. Um, so, uh, you know, the first lesson was allowing others to help. Mm. That was really, you know, that was, that was really key for me in, um, so I got my phone going off over here. <laughs> I forgot to shut popular. everything down. You're popular. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> you tell this is live. Um, <laughs> so that, you know, the, the first one is, is allowing others to help. And that's really key because, you know, we can't, we can't get where we want to go by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are times when we will have the opportunity to help others. Um, 
But not only will we need others' help to really get where we want to go, because I think we hold ourselves back on what we can accomplish if we try to only accomplish what we can do on our own. Um, but the other, the other side of it is that, you know, we rob people of the opportunity to, to do things that make them feel good and to, to take what they've learned and their talents and skills and apply them if we don't let them help us. So right? true. So when we help other people, I mean, we allow other people to help us, we're actually still helping them. So you can kind of look at it that way. I love um, that one. That's a great one. So that was number one. Number two is, you know, I learned what I was made of. You know, sometimes you don't know what you're capable of until you're put in a situation where you have no choice, right? And, um, you know, there's that, there's that story of, of the, uh, what is it, the carrot, the egg, and the coffee beans, right? And that boiling water. I don't water. know that story. Oh, all right. I'll give you this really, really short version is, you know, you've got, you've got boiling water and you can put in, you put in carrots, um, you know, and the carrots go from being something that's really hard to going something that's really soft and they soften in the boiling water. It's off as them. the egg, uh, you know, you put the, the egg in there and it becomes a hard boiled egg, right? It becomes very hard, but coffee, when you put the coffee in the water, it actually changes the water and the two of them become something better. Yeah. And, um, and so when you go through challenges, you can either become very hardened, uh, you know, your heart can become hardened, or you can become very weak because of it and, and, and lose your confidence, or you can take the situation and turn it into something where you learn from it and, and build something better. And that's um, when you go through those things, you say, you know, now when I hit up on challenges, there aren't too many other challenges I'm going to face that are going to be bigger than what I faced there. And I, I don't have the same fear going into things that I had before because I had that confidence in myself that, hey, you know, you're going to react to this well. You're going to do this and you can get through this. And, and, and you know, I also know that there's something on the other side, right? When you're, in, when you're in a bad situation, it feels like you'll never get out of it. But if you've been through bad situations, you know this too shall pass. It actually will. And there will be life on the other side of it. So keep, was it somebody said, when you're going through hell, keep going. That's right. <laughs> right? right. Don't stop. Um, so the third one is I learned what's little versus what's big, right? When they say, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, it's, it's great, but what's small stuff. And uh, you know, you have to be, you have to get really good at determining what is the small stuff and what is the big stuff? What should you be concerned with? What's important and what's not let the other stuff go focus on the things that you can impact and focus on the things that are really important in your life. Um, and it's a good way to go through life doing that all the time. Um, the fourth thing is that it definitely improved me because I looked, you know, you look back on your life and you go, man, if I had gone, <laughs> what would be, uh, you know, how are people going to remember me? How did I treat people? Uh, you know, I, I had a, I had my first child. Um, I've got two now, but I, you know, I had one at that point uh, who was pretty young, but I look at it and go, okay, you know, what kind of father am I? What kind of husband am I? What kind of friend am I? You know, what leader, everything else, right? So you assess and you, you really focus on being better. And the, the last thing I learned was to take chances because you don't know, you know, if you have an opportunity, you don't know how long you'll have that opportunity. You don't know how long you've got here and go for it. Don't, don't, uh, don't leave with regrets. Oh, Dave, that's, that's really beautiful. I mean, it is, it, well, it, 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 it's incredible. It, it shows a lot about who you are. You know, I shared with you that I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 24. Yes. And so you go through these things and, you know, when you get on the other side of it, it's, it's like you, you appreciate every day because you realize that every day is a gift, right? Absolutely. And 
you don't want to have those regrets. And, and, and it is that type of thing where you just keep moving. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's it. And, and you know, and, and you mentioned your your family and I know that you're a wonderful family man and you always are, are posting about your family and it's such a beautiful thing. And um, tell me how you do that work-life balance because that really is a beautiful support team. I can, I can just imagine, you know, um, your wife and, and going through this with you because your family goes through this with you, obviously. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about that. How do you do that work-life balance? Because you have a beautiful family. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I'm very highly blessed with a great family. Um, you know, I will say, uh, you know, number one, have a good partner. <laughs> right? <I> mean, <laughs> that seems easy enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> have a good partner. You know, it's uh, the rest takes care of itself. Um, you know, <laughs> so, you know, that's, but that really is, I mean, it really is important because, you know, it, it can't, it certainly can't all be me. And it's, it's, you know, it's a partnership for a reason, for a reason. Um, and so, you know, someone who, um, you know, understands, you know, she and I are very different. We're alike in a lot of ways, but we're very different a lot in a lot of ways. And, and you know, we've talked about behavioral profiles, discs and, and everything else. And she's a super high S, right? So oh, she likes everything balance for you. and to be planned and everything else like that. And, you know, I, you know, I have no planning and I like things to change you know, <laughs> at the drop of a hat. And, and so I'm constantly throwing new adventures at her. And, um, but she also is... Um, you know, very, you know, brave and fun and, and that kind of stuff. So, she, you know, she rolls with it and says, okay, let's do it. She's trusting. Um, but I think, you know, the other side of it too, and what was really important, and we've had conversations about this is that, you know, it really is never balanced. Uh, it's balanced in the big picture, but it's not balanced in the short term. So if you go for micro balance, you're going to drive yourself crazy, or you are going to beat yourself up over it. Um, right. And, and you're going to say, man, I, oh, I'm so I'm not spending time with enough time with my family right now. Or, oh, I'm doing this stuff. And I feel like I'm shirking my responsibilities with with uh, for work or anything. Um, and so, you know, there are times when I'm all in on my work this This week is a really good example, <laughs> you know, but in a lot of hours this week, um, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, one day goes into the next and I'm still sitting there at my computer, um, you know, getting stuff done over this past week because there's a lot to do. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a responsibility there, but you know, the week before I was lying on a beach in Puerto Rico, that's so right. I wasn't thinking about work so much then. Um, so I think that's the, that's the key is to make sure you carve out the time and, um, you know, and in the end work is extremely important, but you know, if, if there's a, if there's a, either an emergency or something really important for my, you know, for my family, then, you know, you, you got to be able to to leverage your work, drop your work, do whatever, and go do that. So that's like, there's no, make no mistake, that comes first. Um, but from a concentration standpoint and being able to get both done, it's it's a, you know, impactful time focused on one and an impactful time focused on the other. You know, it, it's so funny because you and I share our, the same executive assistant who is amazing. And so it's like, I, I this week was crazy. It was like, I know, I realized um, that I hadn't left my loft in three days. <laughs> Wait a minute, I haven't been outside. <laughs> I went out in the morning, I grabbed my coffee and I went and said, it's pretty, you know, we're both, well, I don't know, are you are you north these days right now? Or are you in? Yeah, I am, I'm in New York. Yes. So I went, I went out on my deck and it was pretty cold. Yeah. 
And I stood out there for about five minutes and it was early in the morning and I had my coffee and I came inside and, and everybody looked at me and were like, what were you doing? And I said, that's the first time I've been outside in like 72 hours. And looking at my schedule, I will not be outside again until tomorrow. <laughs> so five minutes of fresh air is all I get. Oh my God. Oh, it's, it's insanity, but that's really, really funny. Um, Dave, tell me what the greatest lesson you ever learned in your career. Oh, wow. The greatest lesson I've ever learned. Um, you know, I think the, 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 I always go back to this um, the, the, kind of the Zig Ziglar mentality. And, and someone explained this to me, um, you know, really, really, you know, in my 20s. And that concept of in order to get what you want, you have to help enough other people get what they want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, if you come from contribution and if you look for ways to serve others, then it will fall into place for you. You will get opportunity, right? It's people seek you out. And I mentioned this actually on one of our leadership calls um, the other day, what I do with our top influencers across the company. And, you know, what I, we talked about leadership and the fact that people follow you because they believe that you can help them get where they want to go. So you can help them get what they want. And that's why they follow you. And, and so, you know, I said, think about it. Who do you follow? Do you follow anyone that you don't think can help you get where you want to go, whether it's be a better person or, or be more successful or anything else? Um, you know, why would you? And so when you are helping people get where they want to go, that is leadership. And, and, and so that's when people follow you. And when people are following you, that's when you have opportunity. Opportunity arises and, and you can go and do great things. And, and that way, you, know, you build a lot of success along the way. I think that's a terrific one. I love that one because it is in that sort of humble servitude is really what it is. And when you see the most successful people in our career, it's the ones that come from humility and the one that truly serve others. That's how your success comes in that in that road. I think that's it's I'm such a strong believer in that. And it, and it just keeps showing up again and again. I love that one. Cool. So <laughs> good. Good. I'm glad you like it. Well, I know you operate that way too. So that's, I think that's part of the reason why we've resonated so well. We do gel. We do gel. Somebody coming into the industry today. I mean, you know, we've both been in the industry a long time, but somebody coming in today, three pieces of advice you would give that person. Okay. Can I give them five? Sure. You like the five thing. I like that. All right, cool. I I stick with fives. Laws of fives. So five of my, five of my number. Um, so yeah, there's five things that I, that I usually um, share with new agents when they're getting into the business. And the first one is exactly what I was just sharing because I think it is so important and it's serve others. Um, if your mentality is that you are here to serve others, you will grow a big and successful business. If you're here to make money and get commissions, you have what, what we call commission breath and everyone can smell it, right? <laughs> So if you if you're going on an appointment or you're talking to people and it's all about how much business you can make and getting business from them, you will be the person at the party when you walk in the door. Everyone turns around and walks away. So <laughs> serve others first and foremost, right? And that will make you great because when you think about what you're doing and if everything you do around this business is about serving your clients and serving others, and if you're serving people in your community and that kind of stuff, even if they're not clients that will build your reputation as being someone that people want to work with. So serve others. 
Number two, going back to one thing about my boating accident lessons is ask for help. Mm. People love to help you. And it's such a powerful script to say, hey, I just started my business and I need your help. Right? Because if people, if you have been serving others and now you turn around and ask for help, they will want to help you and they'll want the opportunity. People love to help. Think about all the crises that we see, you know, across America and, and the world and how people just jump in. That's why GoFundMe has been so popular, right? right? Because they don't know you and they want to help you. People love to help. It makes them feel good. Give them the opportunity and you'll be surprised at how they'll rise to the occasion if you ask for help. Mm. Number three is leverage systems. So I was taught early on that anything you're going to do more than once, you should have a system for. And so put systems in place in your business. Don't do it the first time every time, right? It will, it will make you more efficient. It'll make you more effective. You'll give a higher level of service to your clients. You'll save on frustration. So put systems in place in your business and I encourage you to be learning from others who, are, who have gone out there ahead of you. You don't have to try to come up with a system and build it from scratch yourself because you don't know what you don't know yet. So, you know, do a lot of learning, do a lot of studying of other top agents, get into mastermind groups and that sort of thing and, and go to the classes and learn and put those systems in place in your business. Um, the fourth one is treat it like a business. Yes. Okay, don't treat it like a hobby. So you are running a business. Don't think of yourself as, oh, I'm a salesperson for this company, right? Because you're really not, you're an independent contractor and you, you are a business owner. I need to treat it like one. You need to treat your finances like one. <clears throat> have your finances be separate from your personal finances, right? Have a different credit card, have a different checking account, whatever it is. Structure it, reinvest the money back in. Look at what you're spending and hold that money accountable for the return on investment that it creates. Don't go out and get every shiny object for lead generation and everything else, right? Don't overspend on the front end. Think about investing into your business. Think about generating leads for your business, serving your clients, following up, et cetera. I mean, all of those things, run it like a company, run it like a business um, and uh, you'll, you'll do way better and it, you'll have a lot of leverage out of that opportunity. And the last one is know your end game, know where you're going with your business, understand kind of who you are, what your personality is, what your talents are and, and where you want to go. How many years do you want to be selling? How, what's your exit strategy? Um, what, are you, what are you trying to build? You know, and are you looking to do a huge team? Are you looking to be a solopreneur? Um, and, and make sure you structure it that way because you're going to hear lots of advice on what you should be doing. And there is no one size fits all. So you have to understand where you're going and what you're building and then be purposeful in building your business that way so that it gets you where you want to go. So that five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is down the road, you find yourself in the position that you want to be in. It, it's so important. These are such great pieces of advice. And when you start thinking about it, everyone is the CEO of their own business. And, you know, I, I, I like so much in this podcast, we talk about having a business plan, looking at it, making sure that you come back to it, make sure that that's your roadmap. How do you know where, where you're going if you don't have a map? It's right. sort of, you know, it, it, you need to know what your end game is. You need to know. And it's, sort of, you know, I always keep saying that success is a math problem and you know how much you want to make at the end of the year, work it, work backwards, find out what your monthly goals are, figure out what you need to do. How many sort of sides does that mean you need to sort of go and do it? Actually, when you start breaking it down, it becomes achievable. The small goals become achievable for that end game. But unless you don't, unless you know the end, you can't figure out how to get there. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. If you don't know, if you if you don't know where you're going, then any direction is bad. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you start running in the wrong direction. But and if I could have a sixth one that I would throw on there, I'd say make sure your license is with EXP. I can say that. Right? <laughs> I love that one. So let's talk about EXP. How did you get started at EXP? Oh, man. All right. So this is cool. Um, This is the thing that I love most about my, you know, story of kind of my career and the progression and and, and that kind of stuff is I joined here. So, you know, I didn't leave. I didn't leave somewhere else for here. Right. Like it wasn't like I was somewhere else and I wasn't happy. And then, you know, you know, and then I got enticed here or something else like that. I didn't get offered a big check or or there wasn't anything like that. Right. I was going through and, and, and doing the things that I wanted to do. And, and, you know, I had, um, I had left my other company. I sold my franchises. I had stepped out of my role. I had stepped out of, you know, my other leadership role. I was doing other things in business. Um, and I was introduced to this company. I was introduced to Glenn Sanford, who's the founder of this company, um, by my good friend, Gene Frederick, who is on the board. And he's um, one of our top influencers here. And, and he has his own incredible, incredible um, you know, story of, of his career. Amazing guy. And he introduced me to Glenn. I met Glenn and Debbie uh, up in New York. Um, and you know, and I, as I heard the vision of this company and I heard you know, about how this company works, um, it was, uh, you know, I think Jay Kinder is the one who said, once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's right. And it keeps you up at night. And um, and so I, I just, I at this point, I mean, Glenn and I had talked about different opportunities um, to do things with the company, um, but there wasn't, you know, we, we there was nothing specific at that time. But as I saw this model, I just, it was keeping me up at night. And I said, I don't care if there's nothing there for me. I want to be a part of this company. This is the company that's changing the industry. And, um, you know, we are going to shape the way that uh, the industry does business and we are going to take over the world quite literally, especially with your help. And, and um, uh, so I, I, I just came over, I came over with, as an agent, I came over here to help grow the company. Um, I've spent, you know, my whole career growing real estate companies and I wanted to be a part of doing that. So I came over here from in an agent role, um, the revenue share, program that we have here is incredibly um, powerful and lucrative, um, an amazing opportunity for people with good uh, influence and connections and really with any agent who has uh, relationships in the industry. And I wanted to be a part of that. And I wanted to get, uh, you know, if someone offers you a seat on the rocket ship, you don't ask which one, right? You get on. <laughs> so I jumped on board and I was pumped about doing that. And I was hanging out and, and, and working on growing the company. And um, Glenn called me two months later and said, okay, we've been, you know, he likes to say he's been noodling on things. He said, I've been noodling on this and I want you, I want to get you on our leadership team. And he asked me to step into a leadership role. Um, and in typical Glenn style, he said, I said, you know, we went back and forth on some things and he shared his vision for it because I had to decide if I wanted to go into an employee role. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the opportunity to be on this leadership team of this incredible company, you know, was something that it was too incredible to not say yes to. And he said, great, can you start tomorrow? <laughs> so, uh, the next morning I had meetings starting early in the morning and they went through the end of the day and it hasn't changed since. <laughs> so. It's so true. You know, when I first met Glenn, when we were talking about the opportunity on a global side, it really is this, this, this man is, it is a pure, he's a genius. Yes. And when you sit and you start looking at how his brain works it's, it's, it's amazing. And to really have 
somebody with the vision that he has. You know, it, 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 it's, it's crazy. When you start talking about something, you start brainstorming and it goes in directions that you would have never thought of. And it's yeah. like, how did you come up with that? You know, well, listen, 11 years ago, how'd you come up with sort of like, we're going to do a virtual company. Everyone's going to be an avatar. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he is constantly looking from both 30,000 feet and one foot. I mean, he's yeah. just, it's like he's able to see both. And it's what I've always said about him and, and felt is that, you know, he has this incredible ability to both, when I'm in the room, I have this very real realization of how much smarter than me he is, right? <laughs> but without him making you feel like you're dumb. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and that's the cool thing is that you know, I just, I'm always awed by the, what his perspective and the way he sees things. Um, but at the same token, I, you, know, you don't feel stupid talking to him. You don't feel like you don't have the, you, you shouldn't be there in that conversation because he's, he's inclusive um, and he helps, he just, I guess he opens your eyes. He helps you see a little bigger, think a little bit bigger. Um, and I always walk out of our meetings going, all right, I have some really, some good clarity on, on kind of a new way to, to see things. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant man. So tell me what you attribute the incredible growth that we've had lately. I mean, we're like, what, a thousand agents a month, it seems at this point. And we need to sort of like, you know, get that number up too from the goals that you and I have. Right. Uh, but tell me, what do you think that that's attributed to? Yeah, and by the way, we should net closer to 2000 agents this month. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's, and that's our net gain. That's our net gain. It really is, really is amazing. Um, you know, mostly, you know, Michael, I think it's just you and me. <laughs> Taking all the glory, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, know, um, you know, hopefully we, we have a little bit to do with it um, in what we're, you know, uh, what we've learned in coming into it. But honestly, there's a couple of things. You know, one is, of course, you know, the model itself. You, you can't, you can't uh, talk about the growth here without saying, hey, people have to be attracted to it. It has to resonate with agents. Um, it has to fit a need. And it's been a long time since there's been something new in our industry from a real estate agent standpoint, right? Really new. I mean, honest, honestly new, honestly different. Um, there's been some, you know, things that were kind of a different, a different color, <laughs> slightly different shape or whatever, but right. not really a revolution in the industry. And this company, the model is, is something that's different. So I think that's one um, that where it just resonates with how uh, consumers have changed and agents have changed. Um, and it fits better. So that's one. Um, I think the other, the other key is what I love about our growth is that it's organic. We grow through agent relationships. And, you know, NAR has always said, you know, 92% of, the, of agents state that they're at the company they're with because they knew someone there. Right. And so agents go to the companies where their friends are. Now, maybe their friend reaches out to them and says, you know, you should be working with me over here. Come on, we'll have fun. Some, Sometimes an agent is, is either unhappy with where they are or they're unhappy with where their business is and they're trying to find the right opportunity. And so they reach out to people they know and they say, you know, hey, you know, how do you like it? I mean, I, we're looking at, at um, renovating our kitchen. So we reached out to people who renovated their kitchen and said, how'd you like the person who did yours? Right. Um, right. And so agents do that and they say, hey, I'm thinking about trying to ramp up my business, maybe approach things a little differently. I'd like to make this year a little better than last year. 
how do you like your company? How are they helping you succeed? You seem like you're doing well. And so agents reach out. And so that happens organically. We don't have any paid recruiters at our company. We don't have team leaders, managers, you know, uh, staff, you know, staff who is who's lead generating and holding appointments and all that kind of stuff. It's 100% our agents and the enthusiasm they have for what we're doing for their business and how we're serving them. And, um, and, and they are excited about it. So they're out talking about it. And when other agents reach out to them and say, hey, it looks like you're doing well. It looks like your business is really growing. You seem really happy. Um, you know, talk to me about your company. And, and that has resulted in this incredible growth. And you know what's really interesting is also the idea that this model is changing lives. And yes. when I was in Dallas um, last year with um, the sprints and, and Glenn was there, the sprints that you did domestically, and um, it was incredible how many of the agents in that room, and they were all for the top agents. And so it was amazing how many people came up to Glenn and said, you changed my life. Mm, yeah. Those things you cannot put on a PL statement. <laughs> Amen to that. That's right? awesome. That. And yeah. it really is that type of thing. And, you know, we're doing it now internationally. And it was, it was funny, Dave, when, you know, when we were doing the explaining the model in Mexico, everyone that we talked to about 80% of them sort of said, so hold on a second. You're telling me that I can, you know, when we were talking about revenue share, they said, I can, I can not only help myself and my family, but also my neighbor, mm. my community. And once I knew that they got that, it was like, oh, my God, this is a home run. And, you know, in, in, in a month, we have 500 agents in Mexico. They you know, understood what that was. Yeah, yeah. I just saw, um, I just saw a story that uh, one, of our, one of our agents who's a, an influencer who's brought a lot of people into our company, um, you know, through the, the relationships that he has, um, Rob Flick. And yeah. Rob Flick just donated a million dollars back to his, um, his old high school, right? Where uh, for scholarships for kids that, you know, have a hard time you know, getting into school and they need to go to a, um, I, f- I forget, I'll, f- I'll forget all the details, but basically, you know, it's this, this program to help these people. And they've only been able to give out a few of these scholarships because it didn't have enough funding. And he just pledged a million dollars over the next 10 years um, to support this. And now they're going to be able to give out hundreds of scholarships over the years um, for these kids to go, you know, where they previously didn't really have any hope of going anywhere beyond. So they kind of set their sights lower. And now all of a sudden he's opened that door and the opportunity to give back and to do that kind of thing is incredible. And he's doing that because of the revenue share, yeah. you know, the wealth that he's been able to build here. And this is not the only thing that he's done as far as, uh, you know, as far as giving back. And, and so he and his wife, Jen, um, are, are, you know, just awesome people. And, you know, that's a cool thing that they've done. And, and I know that that story can be repeated, maybe, maybe not at that scale, but I know that at a, at a great scale, so many agents that utilize these funds to give back to their community and to, and to serve people and to help other people. Uh, it is not only helping, not only changing their own lives, or I've seen people be able to pay off school debts or pay for their kids college or things that they weren't sure how they were going to do in the past, um, buy a new home with their stock, you know, money and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, but, but now giving back in a large scale into the community is pretty incredible. 
it, it's just amazing, you know. So, you know, that those conversations of, you know, what's your commission split? It sort of like seems so minuscule. Right. You're sort of like thinking about, no, 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 you don't get Think it. Think bigger. Think bigger. You don't get it. And it's sort of like you can't get any better than 100% anyway. So it's like, <laughs> right. So there you go. I have one more question for you, my brother. Yeah. In your book of life, what's this current chapter called? Mm, okay. So, you know, I, maybe I can phrase it this way. I do a word for each year. Mm. And my word for this year is defining. So this is going to be a defining year. And that is for, for me. And that is for our company. And that is for our agents and the people that we touch. Right. And, and this is a year that so many things are going to happen that, you know, it's like a pivot point where we look back and say, this, this is that year, right? We look back and say, you know, for a lot of people, 2020 was an interesting year, uh, right? Um, for a lot of reasons, good, good, good and bad. Um, but for a lot of years, it was a very interesting year. But I think that um, just like, you know, any good or bad incident in your life, how you react to it, it makes all the difference. And this year is the year that we react to all of those things. And this is the year that we make decisions differently and we do things a little bit differently and and the the way that we come out of those changes is something where we will see this as a as a pivot point so i believe this is going to be a defining year that we will we will go look back and talk about 2021 right in a positive way this will be something where we're going to go man it all started back in 2021 right this is going to be a defining year and, and I, we need to be very purposeful about who we want to be as individuals and as a company um, so that as we experience massive growth, we stay true to our vision and true to our intentions and who we want to be. And if we do that, um, where we end up on the other side of this year is going to be incredible. Oh, man. I, I love that. I can't wait for that journey. It is amazing what, uh, what this year will bring. I know that already. Dave, thank you so much, my friend. It has been so great to, A, just get to work with you every day, get to know you better in this process. And really, you're, you're, you're such an incredible human being. You help so many people and you really, truly make a difference. And I'm just blessed to know you, brother. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, I feel the same way, man. It's been such a blessing to get to know you, love working with you and, uh, and, and developing a friendship, man. It's great. And I appreciate what you, uh, what you bring to you know, our organization and our agents and our, our leadership team and everything else. And we're making it fun. You know, Gene Frederick, his yeah. new phrase, you know, he used to say making real estate fun again. And now he's saying making it fun in 21. oh my god gene is just so great gene was a guest on the show too and he is such an incredible leader and visionary so this has just been so great so thank you again brother all right thank you michael appreciate you man thank you and thank you all of you for listening this has been the global luxury real estate mastermind with me your host michael valdez Mm -hmm.